you have Jose Abreu who showed up a week and a half before he has to report. I keep forgetting. He's getting he's worse. Yeah, on this people team. forget it. I keep I forgetting that, it until I see a lineup, and I'm like, wait, what the fuck? Yeah, Jose Abreu's going to hit six. I like, put that tweet out yesterday because I was sitting on 45 coming to the office in traffic, and I was just like manic laughing because it just randomly popped my head. I was like, Jose is going to be in this fucking lineup. And he mashed it. Yeah. He's so good. All right, we're back here on Beyond the Diamond Podcast. Brian Lima, Apollo Dez, producer Josh here with you. Spring training is here. Pitchers and catchers reporting this week. You've got position players next week. The season is finally underway with the start of spring training. I can't believe it. I feel like just yesterday it was the parade. The World Series trophy was being raised, so forth and so on. Dana Brown, the new general manager, coming out hot. It's coming out hot. Making... Moves, he extended Christian Javier. They're apparently in discussions with Framber Valdez and Kyle Tucker about contract extensions. You also have him talking to Scott Boris about Jose Altuve and Alex Bregman saying that they should retire as Houston Astros. So let's start with Dana Brown, Des. Dana Brown. Downtown. Down, downtown Brown. <laughs> right on cue. So downtown. That was so good. Downtown Dana uh, Brown. I mean, it's refreshing. And and I think, and Chandler put that tweet out that was just perfect. He's like, this was more information that we've gotten in one press conference than like yeah. the two predecessors before him yeah, like, in, in the, nine, all the years combined. He said 90s. in nine minutes, he got more. Uh, yeah. And, and he and Dana Brown said it. At, so I was at the uh, Houston Astros media luncheon. And he said it word for word. He was like, I'm going to be transparent with the media. I like the media. So it's it's going to be different. I like that a lot. I love and it. And that's great for us once we get in. But two, also, I like no media got the drop on the Javier thing. Came straight from the Astros. Yep. Literally just a, a, a Twitter post. Um, I, it's always cool to see like when the front office is just like, yeah, we're going to do it ourselves. Um, the second thing was... He's coming in and he's doing what we thought he would do. Extend the championship window by extending really good players. Foreign concept for a lot of teams, but pay your guys when you have your championship window. And Javier's locked in. Um, I think it was great. Bought out some of his arbitration years, uh, some free agent years. That's life-changing generational money for him. I mean, we all know the story, right? Signed for $10,000. It's just... I, I like seeing that. I like seeing arbitration years being bought out. We saw it this past week, Corbin Burns reporting yeah. to camp. Over $724,000 of Brewers to his face in an arbitration hearing said, you're the reason why we didn't make the playoffs. The all-star, the Cy Young, like this guy's fucking a filthy. Year, their ace. A year removed from the Cy Young. Yes. And just, just straight up say that in an arbitration case, over 724 k which is pennies to an organization. You want to avoid arbitration at all, at all costs. And <laughs> hey, you know what? Let's give you a little butt tap and let's buy out some of those RBers. And that's what they did with Javier. Excited about the Framber development. Excited about yeah. the Tucker development. Um, Dana Brown, downtown Brown. Yeah, it, doing the thing. To talk about Corbin Burns real quick. Could you imagine? I think he was like eleven and five in twenty twenty one, twelve and eight last year, uh, sub three ERA. He was blamed for the Brewers not making the playoffs. But, hey, you know, they also traded Josh Hader. Their top hitter hit like 257, 251, 257, something like that. They had guys that were hitting 220, 230. 
But yet, hey, yeah, let's 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 blame our best arm. Oh, 100%. like could you imagine being a player and that's what they tell you in the arbitration hearing? I would laugh. I would laugh too. I would be so pissed though. And, and I've I've said it, and I'll say it again. Arbitration is just a dirty game, and it's a third party that has no affiliation to an organization or player. The team lays all the facts. The player lays all the facts. And they just look at it and they agree. The player side or the team side. And I had a buddy with the Rays who was a, an opener, right? So he was a reliever. They just made him start the game. He's officially listed as a starting pitcher. But the Rays were doing, allegedly, yeah. Yeah. the Rays were doing this starter the thing, right? Yeah, the, opener the opener thing. And so he went to arbitration. And the first thing the team said to him, it was like, you're going to probably lose this case because you didn't hit your thresholds to be a starting pitcher to hit your innings that we have for you. And he was like, are you kidding me? Like, you put me as an opener. I'm a reliever by nature. I'm a lefty. And now you're saying I didn't hit my starting innings pitch benchmark? He was like, what are we doing here? Lost his case. Team won the arbitration case. I all, I say that well, allegedly so the Rays can't come get me. But Yeah, allegedly. Um, that's And that's also the Rays. So it's they're going to be dirty. cheap anyways. Dude, yeah. it's, just, it's a dirty game. And the how anger your ace like Corbin Burns I'm glad we're uh we're shying away from that and just paying the guys yeah and then plus uh, another thing that Dana Brown said over the last couple of days at Astro Spring Training with the pitchers and catchers reporting is that he has had conversations with Casey Close the agent of Kyle Tucker and he and he felt like there were no hard feelings now Kyle Tucker asked for seven and a half they settled on five so that's what two and a half million off that's a, a big number pretty pretty big big, number. big gap but, you know, he's still under team control for at least, you know, 2023, 2024, and 2025. I just feel like an extension for Kyle Tucker is coming. I think just from being around Dana Brown for a little bit, hearing how he's talked, hearing how he's been with the media, and he's been open, he's been, excuse me, he's been aggressive, it's going to be different. Like, this isn't James Click. This isn't even Jeff Luno. Right. And Jeff Luno was, we know what he did, a phenomenal job. James Click also did a good job when he was here. This is different, man. Like, this dude is coming in and he has a mindset of locking this core up for a long time because he said the window was already open and he wants to extend that window even more. We talked about it, right? Especially with the new expansion of uh, playoffs, excuse me, and all these different uh, opportunities for teams to get in. And at that point, you just got to get hot, right? And I, I made jokes like maybe the next Astros World Series would be like an 82 win team that just got hot at the right moment. But when you have a when you when you you're a heater on the table, you're gonna keep pressing your bets, and that's right. what Dana Brown's doing. And I think it's you nailed it because he's not Jeff Lunau, and he's not James Click, but he might be the perfect blend of both of them. Where Jeff was just a, a you know throw, go out, we're gonna win all cost killer. And yeah, James Click, methodical, analytical. Mm-hmm. We're gonna we're gonna plot our way down the field. Where Dana Brown's just like, all right, I already have a full house. How do I keep getting all these chips in here? Oh, let's extend these players. Let's yeah. get these guys in. Let's let's do that and maximize the winning. By the way, I'm really good at scouting and I'm really good at development of minor league systems. So I'm just gonna let everything on on the major league field keep going. Let me rebuild everything on the back end. Yeah. And so this window will extend with the guys on the field, plus the immediate juice you add with him and his scouting expertise for you know damn near two decades on the back end. Can we uh, aces are full? Can we talk about Javier real quick and just hand yeah. him his flowers? Uh, you know, I you know I, I I guess I guess we'll talk about him. 
You guys uh, want to talk about? We talk about. I got a little stat for you. A little stat. A little stat. Okay. A stat. Stat action. All right. Uh, Christian Javier, in his time with the Astros, very short. He's only 23 years old. He's already passed Jose Lima. Wow. And Charlie Morton for WAR with the Astros. Gotta love WAR. The stat. How's he really? <laughs> <laughs> big war guy. Big war guy. He's coming up on the Pentagon when it's <laughs> some ad dollars. The Pentagon will approach you. Or a war dog over here. <laughs> He's uh, coming up on Brad Lidge, Will Harris. He's pretty close behind Framber already. On war? Yeah. Can you give me some numbers that fucking matter? Like, give me some better stats than that, Josh. Come on. I mean, I can't. Com- I can't compare his stats with the other teams or other. Like ERA and stuff because he hasn't hit. So he's any. what? What was? What was? I'm just kidding. I'm just giving you a hard time because you guys know I fucking hate analytics. But what? Uh, what's his WAR again? His WAR is six point three. Career wow. WAR. Wow. Who has the? Uh-oh. Who has the top WAR as a pitcher? For the Astros? No, GB. just just right now in Major League Baseball. Do you have that? Oh my god. I mean, oh, it's like gotta be like like just in the league. Like for their career? Yeah. It's gotta be Justin Verlander, Scherzer, yeah. one of the two. Yeah, I mean, right now I just have the Astros pulled up. Okay, so who's top for the Astros? Top for the Astros is Royo. 45.7. Okay, so Damn. that's kind of – I just wanted a generalization on numbers yeah, on that. JV at 21.6 in his time with the Astros. Wow. So put that in perspective, Javier and his you know, young it, season. And, and Javi yeah. hasn't really – none of these young guys have really had a normal years, right? Like they came up in 2020 during the 60-game the Mickey Mouse season. And then you had everything – a normal season of 21. But Javi was in and out of the rotation. He got sent down. You know, then he was in the pin, then he's back in the rotation, and then they're starting to get their footing. And I mean, ALCS, ALCS, and the World Series, like, yeah. Do you know how egregious it is for Dodgers fans to actually celebrate that World Series? Sixty games is outrageous. Like, come on, like (laughs) sixty games. But look, if I if I had it, I'd. I'd Oh, I I mean, I I'd be. I would also, but I would also lean into it. it. I would also lean into it. Oh yeah, you Uh, for sure, but. You gotta have the wherewithal. You have right. You have to have wherewithal. I, like, I just, dude, sixty games. Let, let's just let's fast forward. Let's just or rewind. Luis Garcia, who we're gonna talk about in the new rule impl- implementation, he was your game four starter. It's not even a new rule. It's just the enforcement. The enforcement of, of, of the rule because they got a rule that's been around for, for forever. Yeah. So, Luis Garcia was your game four starter in twenty twenty in the ALCS yeah. when the Astros were like. We have no one. Right. And we're like, we're they're about to get swept. Obviously, they ran three in a row before dropping game seven. But Luis pitched that game four. And like I think he had maybe like 13 innings in the regular 60-game sprint before that. And he pitched that moment. Like all these guys that we're talking about now, Framber. Framber has up and down. He struggled against the Rays. Remember, Cray had to yeah, get us on the his Cray ass. moment, yeah. Uh, a struggled against the Braves in 21. Like you have all these guys that are just dudes now that went through the ringer and fire. Yeah. And we didn't know it was the ringer and fire then, but now they're prepared even more. So that's why this past world series, I was like the failures for lack of better words of Framber and Luis and Javi giving up home runs and big moments and against the Braves or whoever it was in the past are going to propel them to be really fucking good in 2022 and beyond. beyond. Like you learn from that shit. Right. So it's, it's funny to, to hear national type media talk about the Astros pitching staff. The biggest topic of this offseason was, well, how are the Astros going to do it without Justin Verlander? They lost Justin Verlander. They've got Framber. They've got McCullers, blah, blah, blah. Well, let's take let's use some examples here. Framber Valdez, Luis Garcia, Christian Javier, Jose Urquidy, not, not in any order, 
And then obviously Lance is, is Lance. He's got top tier stuff. Um, he's had some injuries along the way, but just the names of Javier Garcia or And who am I missing? Framber. Think about the experience that these dudes have. Your kitty has like the most Ar- world series wins of a foreign Ar- born pitcher. Our kitty pitched <laughs> in Washington yeah, in the shoved. 2019 world series shoved. and shoved. shoved like, look at all the experience. That's why when people are like, Oh, what's their pitching going to look like? They lost Verlander. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, first of all, people, they have ev- almost everybody coming back at the back end. They've got Presley. They've got Stanek. Excuse me. Montero. Abreu. Hector Neris. Brian Abreu. Look, Brian Abreu didn't give up a run. Yeah, he, he might be like he might be like as good as Edwin Diaz. And then you've got the guys that I just said in the rotation, and you try to implement Hunter Brown with whatever role that he takes on. He comes in your hobby role where he's like your sixth man, but could also be your long guy. Like, could and be you, your blood guy. Like... All these dudes have so much experience, and it goes back to all the way to 2019. I'm We're in 2023 now. I'm going to say this. This is not even a hot take because Hunter Brown's going to get a lot of fucking things this year. Obviously, uh, Fangress had a great a great article on I know you're not an analyst guy, but they really dumbed it down for us meatheads. That Hunter Brown, even though he looks like JV, yeah. he pitches like Framber Valdez, and they had the stats. And it was this perfect Fangraphs thing where – his ground ball rate on his slider is like 71%. Jeez. Framber Valdez's ground ball rate is 69%. Wow. So he has the fastball velocity in the up, like JV. Yeah. But his ground ball rate is Framber. He's like uh, this hybrid of them two. It's like a perfect mix, dude. And I think I it and we can we can break this down in season, but Hunter Brown being left in against the Yankees with the bases loaded. Uh, one out. He, he got himself in that jam. I think it was game four. And Dusty kept him in to get that second out and then pulled him. I think in that moment, he grew so much as a pitcher in Major League Baseball than sitting on the bench and watching the yeah. guys pitch. Because in that moment, the, the game was kind of, you know, the, well, the Astros were kind of cruising. Yeah. But one swing away, then it's, it's hairy. But he let him in and let him get that out and said, hey, Great job, kid. Well, that, get the butt tap and then bring in Montero and get the hour. You know, that's that's the that's why having Dusty Baker is huge because huge. other managers might have yanked him. But Dusty Baker's got the old school mentality mixed in with the new school mentality. And it's like, I trust my guy. Yeah. Like he sees the long game or the the you know the the end game, the long, the long game, whatever you want to call it, in leaving him in that moment. He left him in to get one more out yeah. and then yanked him. To, to get Montero and they close out the inning, whatever. But like just the experience and just trusting your guy. And I'm sure in that moment, the experience of being in Yankee Stadium and pitching in oh, a yeah. hostile environment in, in, the, in the ALCS in the October, that's one thing. But then you dumb it down even more. I'm sure a takeaway from him is, wow, Dusty, trust me, that D- Dusty left me in. Yeah. He's probably, I have this, I like, have this long of a leash. Yeah. Like he, he trusts <laughs> and, and me. He like got to that's, watch. that's the thing that doesn't, like, those are things that like it's go little unnoticed. Things, right. Some little things. He got to watch his hero, Justin Verlander, go through a similar thing with Dusty and, and that. On the game five. In game five where, yeah. where he left him in and yeah. It's I mean, little so much. He learned so much this past year to go into hopefully a long career. Josh, who's your hero? <sighs> you know. Let me tell you about a little man named Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, mean, I thought you were going to say Jose Altuve. I thought you were going to say Jose Altuve. Big JC guy over there. Uh, but I think the big thing. You're saying Jesus Christ can't hit a curveball? <laughs> the big thing 
coming out of all this, you have this nucleus and core of Framber, Javi, Garcia, Yakiti, Lance, and any of those guys can pitch a big game in a big moment, and I trust them 100% completely. Yeah. This, the second thing, too, is you have a team that's built to win, obviously, because we just won, but... I think they have the best chances the ninety the nineties Yankees, Yankees to repeat yeah. because you have Jose Abreu who showed up a week and a half before he has to report. <laughs> I, I keep forgetting he's getting he's worse. Yeah, on this people team. forget. I keep it. forgetting I put that, until I see a lineup and I'm like, wait, what the fuck? Yeah, Jose Abreu's gonna hit six. I like, put that tweet out yesterday because I was sitting on forty five coming to the office in traffic, and I was just like manic laughing because it just randomly popped my head. I was like, Jose Abreu is gonna be in this fucking lineup, and he mashes. Like yeah. he's so good. And I don't know, like you have a, another year of, of, of prime Breggy, Jordan and Kyle haven't even entered their primes yet. Jose Altuve is just constant, constant professional pro. Michael Brantley's back. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, Jeremy Pena just all of a sudden uh, like is right. a fucking god. B- b- before we get into Luis Garcia and his little lineup that he's going to have to tweak. You see those fire- biceps? You see those biceps from Pena? Pena? You see those biceps? Bro, it made me it, today I'm doing back and biceps because biceps. Jeremy Pena looks jacked in a uniform. Like JP. Like I mean, dude. JP drop drop on, bro. drop the workout, bro. Drop the workout cuz those like, those biceps are biceps. You know the picture of of Pena in a waterfall with a shirt off? Yeah. Right, yeah. he's got. He's just chiseled. We should. Like, we should recreate can, that. It's pretty strange. Can, <laughs> can we? Can we? Try and do that. Can we? We should just do it in the bathtub, like with the shower. <laughs> <laughs> we have him at the spring training house. Like, hey, we just need <laughs> you to do this too. for five seconds. Like, like Pena. Can we get an updated version? Yeah. Like, just. I mean, we see the biceps, bro. Yeah. Like, just, just come on, just give the people what they want, damn it. Because I need a new picture to post. Like, when you do something good. Uh, we would hit every sponsor mark on that one post like, of Jeremy just shirtless at the yeah, spring like, training house. Come on, dude. But yeah, he's, uh, yeah, he looks like he's in, he's in good shape. And oh, by the way, Michael Brantley is on basically on track to, to, to be good to go by opening day. I mean, it's, it's crazy. All right, fire out of the cannon. Don't think about it. Just tell me. See, Josh pulled it up. Nice. I saw the abs in the corner of my eye. All right, fired out of a cannon. Don't think about it. Just tell me. Opening day, everyone's healthy. Where does Jeremy Pena hit in the lineup? Ooh, I would bat him ninth. What? Mm. <laughs> My second leadoff. Yeah, I, I like ninth, or I like I still like second. I think he's protected and has the best so chance to ha- succeed. So you'd have Martin Maldonado hit eighth? Yes. Chaz seventh? Yeah. Yep. Abreu sixth. Tucker fifth. Jordan Four. No, Bregman fourth, Jordan third, Michael Brantley second, Altuve first. Yes, yeah. I like the second. I like my it's second like one of the things I try to te- I try to preach to my thirteen U kids because there are certain kids that I will either hit lead off two hole or nine hole, and they they're of course they're thirteen. They're yeah. like, well, you bet me hole. You got to have to have a second lead off. Yeah. Like, look at the way that the game goes. Like, there's little nuances that you don't understand yet. Yeah, it's just but I, a, so I it's I like that the idea protection without. Also so like that's of, the biggest topic is look, like the protection of the lineup. But right. for me, I think opening day, I think what Jeremy Pena did in the postseason earns him the two spot. That, that's fair, one hundred percent fair. And then that would go move, either way. That would move Michael Brantley to the seven hole. <laughs> that's like outrageous. I mean a healthy that's Michael Brantley. Outrageous. So it also goes to Dusty, who's going to have a thousand different lineups. Right, and he's, he's going to have right. left, right, left, right, right. But the reason why I say ninth. And I reckon here I could feel the comments on Twitter and I could feel the comments on. But YouTube. we get it. Like I know why you're you would have him at night. Does Jeremy Pena get more fastballs hitting in front of Marty Malnado or in front of Jose Altuve? Exactly. Yeah, because you you would want to face you would want to go after 
Wait, hang on. You want to go? Is Jeremy Pena going to get more fastballs uh-huh. hitting in front of Martin Maldonado or hitting in front of Jose Altuve? Jose yeah. Altuve. Is it be, it, he's, right, it would be in front because of if he, Altuve. And no offense to Martin. No. You know he's not an offensive power. Right. They're going to they're gonna attack. You're going to attack. Jer- I'm going to go Payne. after Jeremy Pena with all the offspeed. Correct. But right. if I yeah, have if you walk, because Jose you know you Altuve get, behind him. You yeah. don't want to make mistakes to Pena because then you got to have Altuve up because yeah. Pena will be on Pena's base. on base. Now, you walk, Pena, now, the, now the lineup yeah. rolls. Now, I, now, you, now you're cooking because, okay, even then, even then Altuve gets out. Right. Yeah, Brantley, now, Jordan, Breggs, Breggs behind, like, behind them. Yeah, that's how my thinking. Instead yeah. of going, so that's Pena, Maldi, Chaz, Altuve. Right. You can go pitch at Maldi. You can pitch at Chaz sometimes. Yeah. And then you have the threat of Altuve, but he's he's in the hole. So that's going to be the the big the big topic is the protection aspect of Correct. it. Right. And he's so, young enough, and I and I and I just lay it out there. I'm like, look, dude, you're gonna bat. You're not bad ninth all year. You're gonna bat two. You're gonna be bouncing everywhere. Yeah. But the reason behind ninth. Cause you're gonna get fucking groove fastballs, and you, and you know you're gonna, you know Dusty's gonna give Michael Brantley days off. 100%. So there's gonna be times where Pena does hit in the two hole. But I like to again, like it's a second leadoff in the nine hole, and I, I hope people understand that. And if they don't, like have some feel, have some wherewithal, and figure it out. But I, I mean, I like the idea. I just don't know if Dusty's actually gonna do that. I mean, once Martin hit nine hole pretty much the entire season, right? Pretty much. Yes. Yeah. So or they some they occasionally had Chaz hitting ninth. Yeah. Second is Chaz the opening day starty, starter in center field? Currently, yes. A thousand percent. Yeah. It's unless Leon just goes off and well, Chaz Leon's looks Leon's horrible. got the, He's the hernia. hernia. Yeah. So oh, he's not yeah, even going to be ready. Yeah. For, yeah. 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 Chaz is. I mean, obviously, the, the former regime love Jake Myers. We don't know what Dana Brown, who he likes and who he doesn't. Um, Jake's going to hopefully be healthy. I don't, and, even think, I don't even think Jake makes the opening day roster. I think David Hensley tough. will get a spot before him. Yeah. Uh, Hens has a lot yeah, more. Yeah, but if Dubon makes the lineup before, oh, dude, Jake why you gotta Myers? throw a stray? Wow, dude, Dubon, why, man. dude, Dubon just caught a stray, bro. Wow, I'm just wow. saying, wow, dude, Dubon is you nice. Wouldn't, you would at this we moment have some beers at Woodrow's. At, at, at this moment, if it came down to the last spot between Dubon and Jake Myers, who are you giving it to? Jake Myers, Des. <laughs> uh, Let me answer for you. I know I'm giving it what Dubon. Yeah, absolutely. Giving it to Dubon. It's Dubon. If you need an emergency infielder, Dubon's got it. You should see Dubon's hands. Dubon's got some hands. You should see them. Like people, we were talking about it. I think it was me and Brian McTaggart during the, during the playoffs. Like Dubon was taking balls at shortstop and his hands are insane. People are like, Oh, it's Mauricio Dubon. got hands. You know, he's middle of the road player. Well, middle of the road player. Is a thousand percent better than you and me. I saw Dubon take four ground balls and they were four front hands Dude. Up, up the line. And I that plays tough just because you have to have such strong wrists and hands. He was working through a baseball and, and coming through it, and I was just like watching holy shit. Watching big league infielders take in and out is sex. It's pretty, yeah. Like it's it a, is probably it is, better than sex. It is phenomenal. Yes. And watching Mauricio Dubon take ground balls. It's sex. Watching David saying? Hensley take ground balls. It dude stands at six foot six. Yeah. And he takes them and it's effortless. Yeah. So yeah, I forgot. No disrespect to Jake Myers. But I'm taking Dubon. Well, that just depends well, on if you need a an extra. I'm just saying infield. last last roster spot, opening day roster. But yeah. who who is our backup? No, outfielder? see, we're not going into all yeah, that because yeah. then we you're can, gonna make your case for Jake Myers. Like yeah, we, can go, saying, we, we can go. We can already have tackle Hensley. that next week. You already have Hensley because you're gonna have you're guy. gonna have some battle positions, right? Yeah. The pin has a few who's gonna, spots. Who's gonna be the backup? Who's catcher? the backup catcher? Who's the the last guys? That, who's the utility? Who's filling Diaz's role? I'm leaning Hensley. 
Um, yes. Obviously, it comes to who's producing hitting. Like, yeah. It's what have you done for me lately, league? Which it's shitty, but that's what this is. Um, Mayton, Mayton, I think is fighting for a spot just because of all these different dudes that emerged. Uh, Seth Martinez is fine for a spot. You have a yeah. lot of guys. And, I mean, and then that's his infatuation with the lefty. Right. And then there's going to be names that we're not talking about right now that might have a Bro, badass spring. Like Ronel Blanco, who's been in Sugarland, just went in the Caribbean League and and like had 50 scoreless innings. Who's the uh, who's the who's the big um, who's the big arm down in that was down in Sugarland that we kept talking about a little bit? Um, France? Uh, no, no, no. JP France. No, JP is it JP France. We didn't talk about JP France that much. Who do, who do, who was the arm? Um, uh, Dubin. No, he's a. Damn it! Hold on, I'll figure it out. Um, but I think the big thing man, is with position is battles. Arm? We're talking about position battles where it's guys on the the twenty third, twenty four, twenty five man spots. You know, we're not talking about position battles like who's going to be one th- or one through nine solidified. It's now all the other parts, which is crazy because this team is just built. I think this team's better than last year's team. We won the World Series last year, and you just lost Justin Verlander, and it's just crazy. I'm taking crazy pills. Uh, talking about crazy pills while you guys do the research. Man, this is gonna bother me. Garrett dude. Cole <laughs> likes to get waxed. Apparently, he does. Uh, that, I thought that was a good quote. I, I thought it was pretty funny. I chopped it up with the New York media saying that they got absolutely waxed after their head coach and Brian Cashman were like, Hey, we're four wins away from a, a world series appearance. <laughs> uh, Garrett Cole goes, yeah, we just got waxed and like uh salon and baseball. You don't like getting waxed. And he had an interesting comment after that. And someone asked him straight up was like, do you think with the signing of Rodon and the Astros losing Verlander that the Yankees are now the team to beat in the American league? <laughs> And Garrett had a really good answer. He's like, I don't think it's as easy as a plus minus situation because he's like, you know, we plus, we got Rizzo back, you know, but they got so-and-so back and he's like, they got Brandley, blah, blah, blah. And once you start doing the, like the plus and minus, like that's when you get lost in the weeds. It still comes to the fact you still got, still got to throw the ball over the plate. And the fact is that lineup for the Yankees is the same lineup they returned. They got swept. Obviously, Rodon probably changes it a little bit. Because now you probably have Nestor game three, but you can't. You can't. That was a dumbass question by the New York media saying yeah. mm-hmm. a plus minus. And I and, and and kudos to Garrett Cole to navigate that 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 kind of quote and question because that was definitely set up some for bulletin board material <laughs> compared to uh, some other teammates from him. But um, man, dude, this is gonna rush. You're still trying to figure it out. Yeah, man, I can't. Okay, so what do we have left? Javier signed. Luis, let's wrap it up with Luis. Yeah. yeah. Wrap it up with Luis. The new rule or the not new rule, but the enforcement, so enforcement of an old of the, rule. Yeah, old it's rule. the balk. They're trying to speed up the game. They're trying to do all these things. <laughs> Got bigger bases, pitch clock, banning the shift. Look, we should do Look, it. We'll do uh, it. They, I, have, I have a problem. They're limiting how many times you can pick off now. You can only do it twice. Miles Straws and then go. Crazy. Yeah, we'll do Kyle a, Tucker's for sure going to be a thirty Tucker's third guy, thirty fourth guy. Season, we'll do a whole episode just on the rule your, changes. Do you have a problem with the, this new shit? I have a problem with this. Baseball is trying to do stuff to speed up the game and, and try to keep the younger demo in. Right? That's they're trying to do everything to to retain the young demo because they're losing it to other sports. The thing about baseball that makes it so perfect in my eyes, so imperfectly perfect, 
is that baseball players are weird. They're unique. They do things different. They have their own routines. And that's what makes the game so fucking great. The other story is this. You have Luis Garcia from Venezuela, a kid that probably dreamed about pitching in the major leagues, is living out his dream. He does the rocket baby, does a dance, and now there's little leaguers all over Houston mimicking him and doing what he did. That should be celebrated. When you have a player from another country that does something and creates something, and then kids stateside are copying and mimicking that because they enjoy watching that, that's how you get fans in the game. Yeah. By taking that away, now you don't have that. And it's it, it blows my mind. Find other ways. Limit commercials. Yeah. Like, do something else. Like if, if everybody looks the same, then nothing's memorable. You know how many times I was in the backyard doing the Nomar Garcia Parra? Yeah. I hated Nomar and the Red Sox, but I was in the backyard doing the or thing. Like, I had the Barry Bonds wiggle and taking the, the 30 Gary minutes Sheffield. of that. The Sheffield. The, even Jeter's routine would not I mean, even play today. Or Jeter many, took 40 seconds to walk from the on-deck circle to the thing because the guy was many, like, Derek Jeter. How many times two. How many times were you in your yard trying to mimic Jeff Bagwell's stance? Mm-hmm. Craig Council, I would get up all Yeah, Craig Cancel. Yeah. Or even, an, baseball even another be pitcher, weird. Kimbrel. Like, yes. Like yeah. he's no, that's a well-known thing. And, it makes and now you're trying to so just make better. baseball like a basic AI-generated player with my, basic things. What are we doing here? My, my biggest problem with all of these rule changes is they're trying to speed up the game, but essentially they're about to slow it down. Yes. Imagine in the first month, how many balks are going to be called every time there's a balk. What happens? A manager wants to come out and talk to the umpires about it. Oh, yeah. Pitchers have questions. Imagine if there's five balks called in a game. Do you know how many times people are going to come out and try to question it? Imagine you're going to have guys stealing. You're going to have more runs scored and it's going to stretch the game out. That's it. That is it right there in a nutshell. They're trying to shorten the game, but they're going to make more offense, which then may lead things in the game. Right. So you're not even doing it. You're doing things. Oh, my gosh. So yes. what's going to happen when you score more runs? What the happens? longer. There's going to be more commercials, exactly. more ad space you're going to sell. Now we're into four and a half hour games. So I, I don't like it, man. I don't like the bigger bases. Free Luis. It's not the bigger Free bases. Luis. They say it's for safety. Bullshit. You base. want more steals. Yeah. You want more action. You want a more entertaining product. Yeah. When Just you go to it. a baseball Just game, say that. right, exactly. Just say it. But you're not going to get that from Rob Manfred. Know. Rob Manfred's not Adam Silver. Yeah. Adam Silver, do you see what Adam Silver in the NBA said about about the referees they're yesterday? Fine. They're they're finding them and grading them. Yeah, they're this. they're they're actually they they um they get slaps on the wrist. They get you know uh, disciplined. They get disciplined for having bad games, as you should. Roger Goodell is so full of shit too in the NFL. He said refing's never been better. We all know oh, that's a lie. Shit. Rob Manfred comes out and he's talking about uh, the blackout rules and he's like, dances around, doesn't even answer it. You're not going to get transparency from Rob Manfred. Dude, these big bags, it's off for safety. They want more steals. They want more runs. They want more entertainment. It's all bullshit. Yeah. And, and again, when you go to a baseball game, you should know you're going to go for at least three hours. Especially today where all our information is right here for us to get. Don't piss on my head and call it rain. Right. Don't. Right, yeah. Don't pee on our face and call it rain. Like, literally, we're not getting, we're not opening the Houston Crease piss on his face. <laughs> It's not the Houston. We're not opening the Houston Chronicle and, and getting our news Dude, because that's the only way we can get our news anymore. Like everything is right Chronicle here, though. and so like it's it's it blows my the, mind. The average it blows game, my mind. The average game time in Major League Baseball right now is three hours and three minutes. Well, how many how many minutes are you gonna shave off that three? Yeah, two. And the thing is, this too, football games are three hours. Right. 
Yeah. Football, the, it, the time it, isn't the it, issue. It's it's, it's, it's it's the selling of the product and having more people be able to see it, making it more fun in general. But but then, how many, how, many but time, how many times in the backyard do you do the Ichiro oh, yeah. shoulder oh, yeah. thing and digging in? Like another You're taking that away. Another thing, like what Josh, like what you just said, like they want more people to see it and more entertaining and everything. But then you got the blackout rules. Yeah, yeah no, what are we gonna like, be able to see? Yeah. <laughs> and then you got Bally Sports that's about to, that's literally going bankrupt. Yikes. That's 17 clubs attached to that. Yikes. They have a lot of problems in Major League Baseball, and yet they're focused on and it's not the product the on the field. Flare. And you're about to see a product, and this goes back to Roger Goodell. It ties in XFL. They have the cameras, right? And the refs are held ac- accountable on live on, TV. Right. Now we're about to have the World Baseball Classic. We're going to see every player that plays professionally have more flair, more show, throwing bat flips, yeah. hugging their teammates. You're going to see people jumping out of the dugout like it's a college baseball game. And then a month and a half later, they're going to be chill because right. Major League Baseball doesn't allow them to be themselves. Right. But the World Baseball Classic, they're going to have some fucking flair. But it all goes back and it all goes back to Rob Manfred. Yeah, allegedly. Fuck. <laughs> allegedly. allegedly. It all goes back. I mean, but look, season's about to be here. Spring training. Position players report next week. Pitching and catchers reported this week. Baseball's Man, back, it's, it's it's back. So it's bad. good, especially if you're a Cowboys fan. Good good to look into the uh, baseball season. <laughs> Baseball's back. Love it, love it. You guys Baseball's got anything else? We get out of here. That was ugly. Is that it. That was so mean. What? Nothing. What? What I say? Did I Nothing. say something wrong? No. Gary, no, you're, you're in here. You Did talking, I say anything? You're speaking truth. Yeah. Okay. Right that's what, what? All right, Josh, take us out of here. Take us out, Josh. All right. Thank you for watching and listening to Beyond the Diamond podcast. Josh here with. Brian and Dez, we will see you next time. Peace. Love you guys.